Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. To be marooned means to be stuck somewhere. It can mean in a literal sense, but it also can mean to be trapped inside your mind in a very gloomy or sad kind of a way. One person, of course, who was marooned on a desert island was Robinson Crusoe. And if you like radio shows, as I've mentioned before, the BBC have one in their archive, which is called Desert Island Discs, where they ask if you were marooned on a desert island, what records, what music would you like to have there with you? I'm mentioning this because today is Marooned Without a Compass Day. And you know a compass is that little thing you hold in your hand which tells if you're going north, east, south or west. Of course, if you're on an island probably a compass isn't going to help you very much because you really need a boat to get off of the island. But uh, some people feel very marooned when it comes to learning English. They feel very alone and they sometimes get a bit stuck. Stuck with motivation, stuck with continuation and they begin to question why they would be uh, learning that language in the first place. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt that you're kind of stuck with your English level, either with beginning, learning, or getting to that next level? I want to give you a number of adjectives which people use to describe English learners. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about how to stay motivated and how not to let yourself get marooned. The first adjective is to be perseverant. Students need to be perseverant because obviously they really want to continue to study when they're faced with difficulties. They also want to be diligent, showing care and conscientiousness in their learning. Students might need to be inquisitive to show curiosity about the language and culture of the second language they're learning. And there's many more, which I'm sure you know, such as enthusiastic, disciplined, adventurous, resourceful, receptive, reflective. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Reflective. And that's about how you have to reflect on how you learn. 
you have to really be quite introspective. And you also have to be versatile, able to adapt and change and to be challenged as to how successful you are. Perhaps the biggest one in language learning is to be courageous, not to be afraid of making mistakes and also not to be afraid of moving forward and receiving feedback which you might perceive as being negative. These adjectives really are the key ones, but there's one more that I'd like to talk about, and that's about giving. Many people who learn English see themselves as sponges. They absorb all of this kind of information, and when they don't absorb information, they feel a little bit lost. Oh my God, I haven't learned that thing. How do I get those words inside my head? Oh, I'm just buying a new English book to read. Everything goes one way for some people, and that is in. But yet, we're told that the most successful English speakers and learners are ones who can demonstrate it. And even for those people who have learned English, that might be perhaps, let's say, one email a day, one English email every few hours, one very basic conversation with work colleagues. We don't really feel that we've achieved anything because the English that's being used isn't deep enough. My point is this, that we're not giving out what we're learning. We're taking lots of information in, but we're not using it. Now, you're not alone there because these days it's, I think, very clear to all of us that we are living in a very shallow culture. And the UK is no different. Conversations about the weather, money, getting a better job, rarely go much deeper. And if you're looking for a conversation about the vocabulary that you've recently learned, you'll be a little bit stuck, especially if it's involving non-native speakers. So what do we do? How do we fix this? Well, the answer is in one word, creativity. Now, I don't mean that you have to be creative just because it's creativity and you think, oh, another task, I'll set up a blog. We live in a world where everything is managed by the administration of a particular thing rather than the thing itself. Now, we, we all have worked for companies where the administration heavily controls what we do 
that actually doing the job takes up little of our time. And if you think that's different for language schools, let me explain to you it really isn't. When you work in a language school, most of your time is spent counting the pupils, seeing who's arrived. Uh, if it's not a big language school, you could also be dealing with invoices. You also could be controlling the websites and the invitations and the homework and everything else. The bit where the teacher gets up to teach is the smallest part of the job. And if you work in any kind of office or any kind of administrative environment, a lot of your job is probably just justifying why you're there. Now, you might think English learning is different, but actually it's not. Many of you I know are so obsessed with doing Quizlet every day, making sure you get new words every day, putting things onto your spreadsheet every day. But how does that compare to talking even for five minutes every day? Imagine there was no admin and there was just you and the blog post. What would you write about? What would be your passion? Let me put the question to you a different way. Imagine that perhaps you have an idea in your mind to set up a blog. Now, forget about English. Okay. Imagine that this particular blog was something you were really, really passionate about. What kind of thing would it be? What kind of blog would force you to be diligent, perseverant, inquisitive, enthusiastic, disciplined, resourceful, or even setting up your own company? What, what would it be about? Would it be about cooking? Would it be about um, finance, investing? Would it be about learning even? But what really floats your boat? Where is your passion? For me, I think if I was going to do that, I would set up a blog which um, would be a little bit about education, probably would be a little bit about self-help. It would be a lot about motivating others and bringing them to a place of peace. Now, you don't have to have a blog like that, and you don't have to have it all well-defined what your blog would look like. But do you feel that fire in your belly? Do you feel that little spark which says, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do? Oh, well, that's great. Because now you know that you can do it and what it is. How would you like to do that in English? Now, you don't have to run away to a mountain and meditate for three months about how to get this started. You simply just have to set up a blog, write in it every day about your passion, and then bring it to a teacher and say, 
I want you to check my blog posts. Is it okay for the audience I want to reach? Does it sound simple? Does it sound great? And you can do the same with YouTube clips. Scary, isn't it, with the YouTube clips? Because it means you would have to talk. But my point is this. With creativity, you need to get in touch with your passion. That's really, really important. And I'm not talking about your passion for learning. I'm talking about your passion for life. Once you have that, you simply have to bring it to the table and see how much you can give in English of that thing. Now, that's a very different thing from saying, oh, I want to learn English. I'm going to set up a blog. Or what are you going to do with that blog? Load it with vocabulary? Um, something for you to stare at every day? It doesn't have to be a learning blog. It has to be something which captures your passion. And there we are. Very good. Very good. So that's something for you to think about today. So the thing which would force you, because you want to be more diligent, perseverant, inquisitive, enthusiastic, disciplined, adventurous, resourceful, whatever that thing is, it might even be buying or selling cars. It could be the most bizarre thing. That is what to focus on when it comes to language learning. So if you are feeling a bit marooned or stuck on a desert island today with your learning, begin to move away from this idea of learning and begin to think a little bit more about your own passion for life. What is it that you love to do? or share with people. It might be photography. That's a great place to, to begin. Uh, describing photographs. But whatever it is, that's where you start. I think one of the biggest problems that people have these days is undoing the past. Now, those of you who are older will remember sitting in a class, you were told to face the front, the teacher put the fear of God into you because you would be punished for even looking in the wrong direction. And then you had all of these distractions because, of course, you know, <laughs> for teenagers, there's always distractions there of all kinds of things. That was our past. And so when someone comes and says you have to learn, or if you take up learning, you can see why people would be very, very upset, because it brings up all these memories of the past. And it's like there's a standard you have to reach, which is unachievable. And again, we're reminded of words like failure. In exams, we're told, you've passed or you've failed. And the beauty of an IELTS exam is not quite like that because, of course, uh, you're given a valuable number 
whether it's a lower score or the highest score. But my point is that it's this atmosphere of you failing, uh, especially in front of others, that's coming up in your mind when you're trying to learn English. So there's, there's a real sense of looking back and sorrow, impossibility and impassibility, something that you don't seem to be able to, to get past. So um, let's just stop there for a moment and think of things like blogs, game, gamification, learning through games. I mean, Duolingo has really uh, moved forward with that. So uh, there's all kinds of things that, that you can do, especially if you love gaming. Um, visual progress, you can get that from a blog as well because you can look back and see what you've achieved. You can simply give yourself a blog post every day. But then some of you are probably thinking, yeah, you know, but um, I wouldn't know what to write every day. Yeah, but that's why you're going to get into your passion so that you can write something every day. It's going to be something with personal relevance. And then you're probably thinking, well, how is that going to help me with business English? It might not immediately help you with business English unless you do a blog about it. But what it will do is it will give you the firm foundations to build on so that business English will be coming later or through a different way. Cultural immersion, personal relevance, achievable goals, language partners, gamification, visual progress, um, integration, when you integrate your passion into language learning, uh, creative use, poetry, stories, photos, we've spoken about this, and of course, practical application. If it's something that you love doing, make a blog to share or to teach others. You know, who knows? Maybe if your your first language is one that you're passionate about, you could even set up a teaching blog in that language using English. But whatever it is, get in touch with your passions. That's it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope you found it motivating. See you. Bye.